Hey friends, my name is Zara, and this is the Daydreaming Rose podcast, in which I talk about folk herbalism, the tarot, trauma-informed magic, as well as politics of healing and small business adventures. Sometimes it's just me sharing rituals and inspiration, and sometimes I have beautiful, like-minded guests on the show. If you would like to learn more about my work, you can visit daydreamingworlds.com for all things magic and sarahmagdalenalove.com for web design and tech support. Feel free to subscribe on iTunes and if you like my podcast, know that a review would really be appreciated. This episode is really close to my heart because I had the honor of having Lindsay Mag, my tarot inspiration on the show. Lindsay is really full of magic and she has such unique and beautiful insights onto the cards and how we can use them in creative and healing ways. We talked about self-care, having plant friends, connecting with our ancestry, becoming a reader and healing from PTSD and trauma with the help of the cards. I'm really, really excited to share this conversation with you and I would love to hear what you think. Before we get to the show, I want to share a couple of things that are new at daydreamingrose.com. So first of all, I really want to spend more energy and time on this podcast because it's such a lovely thing and such a beautiful way to be part of a community. I am a really keen podcast listener myself and I just love how we can take these episodes into our most private spaces. So I often listen as the last thing before I fall asleep in the dark and it's such a nice way to listen to other people's stories and you know share inspiration and and connect that way and I, I especially appreciate that as an introvert as you can imagine so yeah over the next uh, couple of months I'm going to share more episodes with you I have interviewed amazing people these last two weeks and yeah I'm really excited and I would love to hear if you have any wishes for the show as well And then another announcement, I've made some updates to my website and as a web designer you can imagine that's an always ongoing process. <laughs> I love that, you, that I can do all of this myself but it also means it's kind of never ending. Uh, I like the version that I've come to now and I would also love to, think, uh, to hear what you think about that. And then finally I'm doing tarot readings again which I'm also really excited about. So I've taken a break in spring and summer because I run the... Um, I ran the uh, do-it-yourself summer school for almost 400 people which was an incredible experience but also just from the size of the group really far outside my comfort zone <laughs> to say the least and so it took up a lot of my headspace and I really needed to focus on that and now that that's over I'm kind of coming back more to daydreaming roles and to this podcast and to my offerings here and so I've come up with something new called the Becoming Magic Readings because I know from my own experience that readings are more powerful the more we engage with them. So I had definitely had periods in my life where I was more consuming information from the cards, you know, like asking the same questions too often and not really working with the things that have come through for me. So I wanted to offer something that is more than just a write-up and a picture. Um, something that's more interactive and that you can work with in your own unique way that really rather than me just giving you something inspires you to work with the tarot and other magical practices in your own way so becoming magic readings um, are audio fest that you receive alongside an image of the spread that i created for you and um, there's going to be a a grounding meditation to begin with just for you and then we're going to kind of look at the different cards together and see what story shows up for you there and what that can mean for you and your understanding and then there's going to be a journaling prompt for each of the cards that you can work with over time i will also see if there's a plan friend that i can recommend to you that you might want to work with and i make i'm going to make some suggestions for creative art practices or a ritual that you can do for yourself i'm currently taking a certificate in uh, trauma-informed creative um, expression um, and that's really exciting I want to weave that into the tarot readings that I do because I really think that um, yeah there's so much healing in us in you know in us trying new things and really committing to this path and making space and time for self-care in our everyday life so I hope that's what these readings can do for you They are $44 and you can find out more at daydreamingrose.com And now finally for the show, enjoy! Hey everyone, I am so excited to have Lindsay Mag with us today. She's a really, really beautiful tarot reader 
and someone I initially met on Instagram. So as you know, I'm on there a lot and I really love the tarot. And interestingly, over time, especially kind of in the last six months, I noticed more and more people referencing back to her work. And then I started exploring her web uh, website and then she came out with a uh, podcast, which is absolutely beautiful. If you have not checked that out, you totally should. And I kind of feel like, yeah, I really got to know her work quite quite intensely on, on Instagram. I love her approach, especially to the swords, which I'm hoping to talk to her about in the interview. And yeah, she said yes to being interviewed quite spontaneously this week, which I'm really grateful about. And I'm now going to hand over to her so she can introduce herself in a more official way because I could uh, go on fangirling for ages, basically. <laughs> well, first of all, I love you and your work and it is such a gift to be here and I'm very, very grateful that you asked me. I was very honored. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm Lindsay Mack and I'm the founder of Wild Soul Healing mm-hmm. and I am an intuitive um, who does really deep uh I try to do very deep soul work with the tarot through my guides um, and through teaching the tarot in a really soul-centered way, which is to say um, as a tool that I believe can really effectively slice through brain chemistry, trauma, Mm -hmm. identification, pain, ego, and help us Um, not to transcend those pieces, but to actually develop an intimacy with them, to move through them, to kind of reparent them, process them, and deliver us to the other side. And uh, it makes sense to me and helped me on my journey. And um, yeah, I guess I I have like titles, but that Mm -hmm. really is at an essence what I do. Yes, yeah. that is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love the word reparenting so much. As a side note, I really lit up when you said that because I think that is also how I relate to the tarot very often and, and to plants as well, actually. Yeah. Lindsay, can you? I heard you talk about soul cards sometimes, which I think is such a beautiful yeah. concept. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more about how you understand soul cards and if you have one that you feel is your soul card at the moment? Mm hmm. Totally. So to me, a soul card is a little teacher, Mm -hmm. is a little teacher. So uh, there's two kinds of ways that someone can look at a soul card. Uh, I think that, um, and I love this, by the way, that there are some cards that people really feel like it's them, Mm -hmm. like it's them, like they are the empress or they are the queen of swords. And that's cool. I don't. I don't know if I have one. I guess with one of my podcast guests, we chatted about how we both really felt like high priestess. But for me, it I don't feel like the um, I guess the the aspects of her that a person would extol and enjoy. I don't mm-hmm. know that I identify with with those <laughs> as much as I do. Just I'm an extraordinarily, and the older I get, I I think I it is extraordinarily internal person Mm -hmm. for someone who steps out a lot Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm really available to go really far inside Uh, not I don't know to a deep place but I'm someone who really values the process of checking in with myself and going okay well that's great you Mm -hmm. know what what do I think yeah and I think that's ultimately uh, I don't know if that's ultimately what High Priestess is about because she's everything to everyone, but mm-hmm. to me, um, that inner inner wisdom. So that's an example of, of a soul card, but how I usually mean a soul card is just a card that's trying to get your attention and yeah. is helping you out. So that can show up in repeating cards, that can show up as a card we pull and we feel something around, just mm-hmm. a real sense of understanding and um whether you know a a spiky card or a lovely card so I guess right now for me um I'm getting some very very regular visits from the death card right now Mm -hmm. and uh I'm really enjoying I wasn't 
enjoying it, but I'm really enjoying the process of learning that truly death is just another part of life and that there's nothing to fear from it and that it's not yeah. a problem. Yeah. Um, especially not kind of soul death. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my really OG soul cards is the star. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really feel like I'm not alone on that one. I go way back with her. And um, probably right now, um, probably... I'm in a lot of majors, I guess. Probably the fool. Like mm-hmm. my whole life right now is the fool. <laughs> but I have, but I have many. Like five of swords yeah. to me is the soul card because, um, I don't know what it is. Like my 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 particular path, whatever. But I I have a really really big dharma around forgiveness of mistakes mm-hmm. that I've made. Like just really learning how to recenter rather than flagellate myself. Um, and five of swords actually for, for just my path, my personal walk has been very helpful in moments when my brain has really, um, like invited me into some things that later I look back on and think like, I don't know where I was (laughs) for that (laughs) one, but it's really helped me to take personal responsibility and, and be kind to myself while recentering and correcting what needs yeah. to be corrected so that that's yeah that's what soul cards are to me what are yours <clears throat> oh that's an interesting one I um I feel like sometimes I have cards for the year that I feel really strongly about and they're usually for a birth year so for me that would be November to November mm-hmm. um and then sometimes I have situations where I feel like this there's, there's a card that I would love to be or that I would love to be embodying and then there's a cat that I feel that I actually am, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, what I really would love to be right now, because I'm kind of halfway through writing my first book, is the Queen of Wands. I would love that really fiery creative energy and the maturity around creativity and expression. Um, what I actually think I, I should be working towards would be probably like more like Queen of swords vibes and really like really honing in on my boundaries and using that as a way to make space for my creativity and um hmm, yeah these are the cats I'm feeling I'm also getting death a lot at the moment and I'm really into that I'm a Scorpio I've always been Uh, you know uh, (laughs) I've always been into that (laughs) what are your what's going on in your chat chat do you want to tell us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't want to interrupt you. So wait, no, 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 that was all. <laughs> that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, please. Yeah, no, I, I, I was done with uh, with my love for the death card. I just wanted, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to share what I am. So I am a Scorpio Sun and a Libra Moon and Leo Rising. What, what is, what is, what is your jam with the stars? I am Aries Sun. Hmm. Virgo rising, mm-hmm. Leo moon. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I'm. Uh, I'm curious if you know this about yourself, and if it has affected you. I'm an eighth house sun, mm-hmm. which is um, the house of Scorpio, and an eleventh house Leo, mm-hmm. so um, Aquarius, and it's my houses with those uh, have been such a balm for me in mm-hmm. understanding myself better and it's also why like, I'm married to a Scorpio like I just <laughs> I get along the best my my closest relationships are usually with um it's just so easy mm. you know so easy I, I think so anyway I don't know <laughs> Is, I, I love you guys <laughs> oh that's so sweet that's that's also so beautiful to hear right now because I I've always had a feeling of you know, relating to, to Scorpios can be quite confrontational and and it's really not something if you're not up for doing the work <laughs> and you're not into the intensity of that. But if you are, then it can be really great, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about kind of your story and how you came became a tarot reader and how you found your first deck or how it found you? Yeah, absolutely. So my... 
Um, my journey in becoming a tarot reader, um, like I didn't really understand that that was even an option. Um, I fell into doing it professionally, um, literally by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, had decks since I was 12 years old and was very interested and devoted and dedicated. I loved reading for my friends and did it all through middle school, high school, and college, actually, and um, never thought, it was just a, it, well, it, it meant a lot to me as a, uh, abused kid, it meant a lot mm. because um, my hands were just up and out to God in any way that I could get it, and mm. so when tarot kind of presented itself to me in a bookstore, I thought that it looked interesting, but really thought at 12, it contains some answers and um it's been very powerful to reflect on how it's been with me almost my for half my life and was so patient with me yeah and figuring out that it wanted to work through me mm-hmm. um it came after um I went through a really powerful Saturn return and essentially at around the age of 30 right after or um, right before I got married to my husband um, all of these different things came to a head at around the same time uh, I just thought I was like dying you know but mm. all, all these different things came to head and it was literally a situation like you either step up and out you get help you honor the fact that your PTSD is now at the point where it's non-functional and absolutely let go of the people in your life who I still had contact with like everyone in my life from my Mm. family who had been abusive so long story short at 30 my body presented its bill Mm -hmm. and I either was going to this is sensitive for anyone who's sensitive about end of life discussions but I was Mm -hmm. either going to end my life Mm-hmm. Um, which I really, really did not want to do, or I was going to step so profoundly out of my comfort zone and kind of finally be the mom to myself that I had not had and yeah. really deserved and needed. And so um, I wound up incredibly from that decision, um, setting off on a healing journey that was very nourishing and really powerful and wound up setting me in this position where I really didn't know what I was going to do with my life anymore. Mm. <laughs> and through that sort of recreationally, like legitimately, it was it was meant to be recreation. I stopped into a lifestyle store and one thing led to another and the, the owner, it was in Brooklyn, asked me if I was interested in reading on the weekends and I super nervous and had to refresh myself on everything. But... <laughs> came and left and said to my husband like I've never been happier that's amazing yeah and, and it was like going back to something old and familiar it was it was just um right and truly there has been a lot of work and very in, there's been a lot of intentionality since that moment and that day but it was like finding Mm. what I was meant to do and it really flowed from there like I've done enough work in terms of soul to end 10 lives and begin them again but I can't tell you that I've done a whole bunch of business stuff to get here (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah it it really did I had to work and but you know there there were different ways of getting here than I that that surprised me mm-hmm. like honoring self and then the clients will come you mm-hmm. know and if they're not here that's like that's fine because mm-hmm. sometimes we're not supposed to have them you know yeah, yeah. um so yeah that's but that's how I got started I loved it and had some really good feedback from the people that I was working with and um it all flowed like I worked at a lifestyle store and then made my way up to a healing center and then made my way up to working in my home and did a little bit of 
touring around, mm-hmm. you know, I don't do too, too much of that right now, but, um, my work is continually shifting and, and changing, but yeah, I mean, as I got a little off track there, but that's <laughs> essentially, um, like I met up with, I met up with what had been, I think, waiting for me for like 20 years, Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful, amazing, and I'm so glad that this shop came into your life and kind of gave you that spark that you needed. I mean, that was such a service to all of us. I I personally benefit from this. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's so funny? Can I can I tell you? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I have no chill. Like I don't give a fuck. Same. I'm not, I'm not really. Um, I don't think socially weirded by certain. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll say this and maybe it's not even worth mentioning, but <laughs> the owner of that store, I have so much gratitude to her because she really did take a chance on me mm-hmm. and um, was very supportive and mm-hmm. got me in with a whole bunch of events and like I just, but our relationship actually ended on not a great note. Like mm-hmm. there was some miscommunication, um, she offered me an opportunity and kind of, I think, regretted doing it and did not handle it the best. And mm-hmm. because I was uncomfortable, I started to not, I, I would like cancel mm-hmm. it's like same day, like days when I was, you know, meant to show up. So everything's fine now, totally mm-hmm. fine. That was yeah. many years ago. But I went into her shop yesterday, actually with my producer who uh-huh. helped me film all of my stuff and she has a new employee in there. And um, I just... I, I enjoy going back to this woman's store because it's beautiful and supporting her. And she, the woman asked me, um, like, how do you know this woman? And I was like, oh, you know, I used to be a reader here. And she was like, oh, well, why not anymore? And I was just like, oh, you know, it was weird. And, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. I just said it. And I'm not sure how the woman behind the desk felt. But I was like, <laughs> I just like, I, I can't not love her. Like, mm-hmm. she, she really is, um, I've told her that. Yeah. Like everything, you know, again, everything gets super water under the bridge, but it was a little funny for a little while there. Yeah. I just, um, I like refused to let it be. Yeah. It's like, you're welcome to be uncomfortable socially with me and not know quite what to say or if I'm upset with you and not. And also like you gave me this mm-hmm. by saying yes. And that's, and, and also she let me go at just the right time because mm. it was not two days later that I got asked to be a reader at Maha Rose in Brooklyn. So it was perfect, perfect timing. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. I love her. And I love that she got weird and I love that she let me go in a really awkward way. And it was great. Like just, um, I really believe in that it's hard to be human. It's hard to know. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. How to say the right thing. And it, it, she did the best she could. And yeah. it was great. Yeah. Mm. It was really great. So. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, I love, her too. I love for that. <laughs> I love that story. Um, you kind of touched on using the tarot as self care a little bit in school, and and by the way, I really love that you kept, uh, you know, being really witchy and into the tarot as a teenager, because I and many other people I know kind of let go because we wanted to fit in. I bought my first book on witchcraft when I was eleven, but when I was a teenager. I was just too awkward, you know, I, I was like, I just wanted to fit in. <laughs> anyway, that's a funny side note, so well done for, for doing that. <laughs> um, I wondered if, if you have any other modalities that you love for self-care, and particularly, uh, something I always love asking people is if you have a special planned friend. Oh, I love you mm-hmm. asking that. Well, my answer is nature. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's really my answer. Um, I'm a PTSD, physical abuse survivor. I mm-hmm. have some trouble with body work. You know, so we're still, we're still getting there one yeah. step at a time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so breath work, I can't always do, um, you know, I, I love all modalities, but in terms of self care, there's nothing like the cradle of the mother to me. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the backbone of, I'm sure that you feel the same way as a plant. I'm calling you a plant witch. Are you, do you accept that term? I totally do. Yes. Okay. Um, wanted to make sure that felt okay. Yeah. I I mean, it's such a beautiful, brilliant tarot reader and plant witch yourself. Like there's, I don't know any other 
that's what I return to that above all things. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know if I have a structure or order. Like, a lot of the time, you know, I'm an intuitive, and I really am a channeler who reads tarot. That's mm-hmm. the truth. And a lot of the time, people will ask me, like, who are my guides? Who are they? What are they? And I've had to tell people, and I, I'm totally comfortable saying it, but I don't know. Because mm-hmm. as far as I understand, they don't really have names. Some beings do. And if they have names, they're not telling me. Because everything I move with just feels um, so much more vast. And in a way, I'm okay with the the with the anonymity of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it made any sense. Oh, but yeah, it does. Yeah. Nature, nature is my favorite form of self-care, like yeah. for real. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm not a rugged, you know, I'm not particularly rugged or even all that athletic. But <laughs> it's just, um, I am I am put right um, when I remember nature, when mm. I remember that that's my truth. The spiral way is literally what saved my life from trauma was remembering that there is no back and forth, there's no going forward, and then falling backward because that feels so much as as I know that you know a part mm. of healing trauma um nature's given me everything yeah. and I can point to many times through my 20s when I because my 20s were like your teenage years when I just walked away mm. from all of that um my mid-20s and um I almost died like getting back to it because mm. that's really at the root I had lost touch I I can point to a particular trip to the ocean that um in a way that I don't even know that I could verbalize like brought me back again brought yeah. me back again so I think that's it if I have a plant friend mm, I feel like I do um I have to think about it yeah that's um, okay <laughs> No, I want to. There's definitely one that I'm not going to remember right now, which um, uh, immediately, eucalyptus. Ooh. That's, yeah, immediately, and mint. Mmm. Um, that is great. That's amazing. And I, and I have a really, I'm not sure why, a really, really special affinity I, I get very excited when I see purslane just growing mm-hmm. um and I don't know what that means but <laughs> other than that like um hawthorn yeah even, like really deep heart medicine for me mm. um yeah really deep I'm really drawn I'm I'm a big like I'm really drawn in by herbs mm-hmm. herbs really help they feel really nurturing and familiar to me and um but I don't know if I just have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love this question. Yeah. Oh, God, herbs. <laughs> They're just yeah. everything. And I, I, I feel like you just gave me the missing piece of my toolkit. I really need to work with eucalyptus too. I think what it does for me is it really brings me back into my body. It's kind of when I smell eucalyptus and I've been dissociated, I really kind of come back home because it's a bit like a not like a punch but like a bit of a snap in the face kind of I agree I totally agree with that Mm. wow that is you just nailed it (laughs) I didn't even know that it was doing that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and I remember the smell you know I think there are some smells that just become muscle memory in uh, yeah muscle memory in our bodies and and eucalyptus is definitely one of them another plant that i really love for myself and that i often hear other survivors really love is fennel because it's very protective and it also really um to me at least it's very soothing and it really helps my digestion and i feel that um i i make a really strong fennel tincture and have it in a little dropper box with me when i'm like experiencing intense things, which as an introvert, I feel I do all the time, basically. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then I I just really like give myself so much fennel because it helps move everything through my system in a way, in a really gentle way, not in a like, just, you know, push, push the food through your body. 
um, but more like oh man there's there's a lot of experiences coming in and fennel just holds space in this really gentle protective way to keep things moving and to make sure that they don't get stuck yeah i love that and you know and upon you saying that the plant that i that pl- the plant that i was sort of trying to think of uh is rosemary mm. that was the one that i was like i know there's one and i can't quite remember mm-hmm. it's um it, yeah it's rosemary um i love that plant so much and it does for me what i feel like eucalyptus does mm-hmm. um and there's some yeah there's something about it i have this really strong memory i've been on a little bit of a journey lately actually speaking of plants um in just taking responsibility in the smallest of ways for my you know my my inherent privilege as a white woman and there's been this deep journey that I've been on this year to um, uncover the local plants from where I came from. Mm-hmm. And I don't know much because mm-hmm. I come from, I know I come from Italy, I know I come from Ireland. And I've been trying to literally trace back great great grandparents, like the town, the, mm-hmm. the area, you know. And it's been. Um, the two big plants in my native areas of Italy are, you know, olive, but also rosemary mm-hmm. and sage. Mm-hmm. And I, and my memory of them is cooking. Mm-hmm. Like that's my big memory is of my grandmother cooking with those ingredients. And it's been a deep homecoming to mm-hmm. remember rosemary as the ally that like we always had a bush of it outside my grandmother's house and I remember as a very young child like after we'd eat a meal I remember my aunt teaching me like to run my fingers through it mm. and like smell to mm-hmm. kind of help to they, they said like digest yeah. so I found like such um, it's been so powerful to return to that mm-hmm. and to remember that you know eucalyptus I can't name <laughs> I'm not sure why because it feels like a strong plant me but um yeah it's been it's been such a beautiful experience to connect with those plants that literally come from my my bloodline yeah I am having goosebumps because I have Italian ancestry too and I have the same kind of yeah relationship to rosemary funny hey (laughs) yeah that's very interesting special one for us yeah yeah totally yeah Um, you, oh God, I don't, I have so many more beautiful questions for you. I don't even know where to start. Um, so, um, coming back to healing trauma, I love how you speak about using the tarot to heal trauma. And I will intro that question kind of with a little bit about why I I love that approach so much, because I think I have been someone who's had an incredibly hard time accessing uh, talk therapy for various reasons I always found it really hard oh my god it has so many layers I'm really jealous of my friends who have great therapists I find it really hard myself to commit to one Um, I find it incredibly awkward to sit in front of someone and do the right face expression and make eye contact and oh god <laughs> you know I'm hearing you so hard <laughs> right now yeah. and and then travel has been an issue because I'm often not in the same place in Europe and so I mean I, I could go on and on of on why I find talk therapy difficult but at the same time really want it um on some level <laughs> but, but um what I've really found is that in many ways, tarot has been a more accessible tool for me to organize my brain and to give myself space to explore what's really going on and to have these conversations with myself and to build my trust in my own mind and my experience. And I think as survivors, trusting our own minds and like believing ourselves when often the world is denying our stories is something that's so important. and. Yeah, so if you can say any more to how you feel um, the tarot can help in healing trauma, I would really love that. Oh, I love that. So 
be my honor. Um, for all of the incredibly beautiful reasons that you mentioned, um, I, I could not identify more fully and completely with them, by the way. <laughs> um, there's a lot of evidence, actually, that talk therapy is not really the most helpful modality for trauma at all. Mm-hmm. It really needs to be processed. And where the reason that I think tarot is such a beautiful tool for trauma, in part, I didn't know that it was until it, you know, I didn't answer your question about how I got my deck, but mm-hmm. I got my deck when I was 21. It was literally put into my hands by the psychic. Um, she's a professional intuitive as well the psychic mother of a college friend who just knew that Mm. they were supposed to go to me. That's Mm. my mother piece deck. And that was, um, you know, well over 10 years ago. And it's the only deck that I had when I was out of the fire Mm -hmm. of my breakdown at around age 30. Mm -hmm. And it's not an accident Mm -hmm. that the mother piece, which is, I would argue one of the most gentle, Mm -hmm. clear, um, deeply holographic spiralic decks made its way to me and it has everything to do with the way that I interpret because of the medicine of that deck Mm -hmm. so you know how I got my deck like again it's all been very slow but um I realized it through my own work with it through PTSD and, and it's the perfect tool it's pocket size it can literally come with you anywhere and any moment where we are having an experience that is a little bit too big to process all at once it can be everything Mm -hmm. literally life-changing to come into a place where we have something visual outside of ourselves a little bit larger than us an anchor Mm -hmm. to be able to come into a space to say you know where where am I being invited to place my focus at this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where am I being invited? How can I be available mm-hmm. to myself? Where What is the most nurturing thing that I can offer to myself in this moment? And maybe even, what do I most need to know from this? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I had I have an incredible teacher who is, um, a very powerful part of my healing journey but in between those hour-long sessions every week like I had my deck mm. like that was it and I kept finding that above all things above anything that I did anything I attempted to get to know any prayer that um, set of archetypes was just so there mm. for me um, in moments when I was so identified and, you know, and I will say this, that healing trauma is a totally present moment process around something that happened years ago. Mm. So it's very confusing. And the tarot is ultimately, as you know, an exquisite tool for the true opportunities and invitations that present themselves to us in the present moment really there is no future Mm -hmm. and it's that natural inclination of the tarot to be a lift up and out of brain chemistry and a birth into the moment that it's not about needing to weed through the thoughts this powerful energy just comes right in and slices right through the brain chemistry and for me it showed up differently all the time. Like if there was something that I was very identified with really in, it really helped me to, to go to my deck and to ask, you know, how can I be available? Mm-hmm. How can I be available? What, how can I be present mm-hmm. for this and yeah. this and this? And then there have been times where I have straight up dropped to my knees and burst into tears because I'm in something that feels extremely dark Mm -hmm. and really tough 
and I will pull a card like the moon mm-hmm. or I do pull a card like the tower and it's been a, a godsend to me because I don't know if you feel this way Sarah but for me like if I'm in the moon then at least I know <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least there's no mystery like I know I'm not gonna know what the fuck is going on yeah like if I pull the devil that's a relief I'm like mm-hmm. all right good I know what this is yeah I know what this is and I can I can sip my tea through this yeah I can do that yeah but to not know mm-hmm. and to have the experience especially when you're just in your journey of processing some old trauma to not know or understand you know what this is um it's the perfect tool mm. it's uh, to me it's just the absolute perfect tool because I once taught a class on healing trauma with the tarot and a woman very rightly so in fact you know kind of said that she was very triggered by the fact that it was I was implying that it was like tarot was telling you how you feel mm-hmm. and as a survivor of a cult um situation she felt really triggered by that mm-hmm. and it um allowed me to kind of go on this exploration and I was like all right you know is that true mm-hmm. like is it telling you how you feel and for anyone that's sort of maybe having the same response I was very very grateful that she expressed it to me because mm-hmm. it truly isn't telling us how we feel it's telling us it's offering us an anchor that yeah. we can reach to intentionally speaking because the tarot is just it's ether like it's an invitation it's not as you know i'm speaking i'm preaching to the choir here but it's not <laughs> like um it's it's happening it's yeah. present time it's uh just energy yeah you know like yeah. anything else and and i will say this is sort of a for anyone who'd like to go more deeply into the using the tarot as a, a healing tool in their trauma process, um, I would say start with a really um, start with a uh, a deck that really values the whole journey, mm-hmm. not just right, wrong, good, bad. Mm-hmm. A more viral journey rather than a dualistic kind of linear journey and um what helped me a lot was just learning all the theory that I could and then going back to my guides and and asking them you know or tuning in around it and feeling where the edges were because I through my work with the tarot is how I have things to say about it that's a little different from other people Mm -hmm. because if you're willing that anyone can do that because yeah. if you're willing to travel with it through your own stuff, I really believe we all come out with teachings, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, it's an amazing tool. One that, you know, can really and will really show up for you if you are um, intentionally desiring it to. Mm-hmm. And if you're, I believe, if you're working with the right deck for you. You know, yeah. that's a big part of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I so agree on the deck part and, and actually about everything you said, but also on the deck. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Interesting. I, I love your thoughts on that. That's really beautiful. Um, I would also love to know, and I feel that ties in, though it might seem like a jump in theme, um, what your relationship to the word witch is? Oh, a very happy one. <laughs> I love that word. Um and you know, you're pretty psychic because while we were talking, while I was, you were not talking about this, I had gone off on a tangent about <laughs> nature and how like that to me is, I feel most in my essence as a witch, which is to say, I think just a woman who is awake with her eyes open, mm-hmm. um, really in connection with what um, the, the, um, like really the furthest abilities of her free will on the planet Mm -hmm. and also in the deepest surrender of Mm -hmm. what is trying to come through her on Mm -hmm. her path. And because witches are, I would argue, ultimately doing their healing work with anyone that they come into contact with. I think witch is pretty synonymous with helping person, Mm -hmm. um, in this 
world as a helping professional or a person, you can really only take people as far as you are personally willing to go, which Mm -hmm. is also why I believe witches are handed a little bit more and Mm -hmm. have been handed a little bit more than other maybe um, flows. But um, yeah, I have a beautiful relationship to that word and feel that that actually describes me more than maybe any other word. Yeah. And feel a connection to it that is as old as time when I am outside. Yeah, high five on that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's all there, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 it really, really is. That's so true. And I love that. I feel like we are part of such a beautiful community of people that are connecting or reconnecting to that word and watching each other and feeling inspired by each other and creating alternative economies in a way and just yeah and and yeah just it feels like a really supportive beautiful community and I really love that and it also I mean I'm always trying to make these elegant bridges between my questions <laughs> which sometimes it's working sometimes it's not <laughs> doing amazing, this feels like such a dreamy convo oh thank you it feels so good <laughs> that's beautiful um so so anyway the, the beautiful bridge that I was trying to make was uh, speaking about communities and Instagram and how we met I really feel that you are someone who is incredibly generous with how you share your content and your insight and it feels like your online marketing and I, I almost have some hesitation sometimes using this word word in our in these kinds of conversation because I think it can be really heavy and like full of uh, yeah baggage I guess baggage and I feel that yeah and I feel that you are doing online marketing if we needed to use that word you know or sharing your offerings really um in such a generous way and in a a way that feels abundant and not forced and that is really rare um I am in the online business world not just as a witch but also as a web designer and so I work with a lot of small businesses um which is work that I really deeply love and I have over the last few years seen and experienced this shift towards you know people really inquiring into how we can do this differently and how we can step away from the 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 systems that we've been in as employees which is so much more you know colored by competition and scarcity and and needing to force things and it's really hard it's really hard to be on that journey because we have we're doing something new and there aren't that many role models and I find myself sometimes feeling a little bit exhausted by this constant um need like needing to take a lot of responsibility around that which I'm really I'm you know on one hand I'm so grateful that I have this freedom and I even have the brain space to the headspace to question this stuff and I you know I've worked on minimum wage for more than a decade and in that time I never really had the capacity to really question these things so much so I also understand this as a privilege in many ways but it can also feel like a a responsibility that is a lot of work and anyway so coming back to the bridge (laughs) (laughs) coming back to the bridge I feel I really love how you're promoting your course and I would love you to speak on that and I would love to know more general kind of what your journey with online marketing or sharing your offerings was and is and how you feel about social media. Um, yeah, can you can you tell us more on that? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I love Instagram mm-hmm. and it's um, kind of everything that I've done has really been through that um, lens. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I started, and I'm not on any other social media. <clears throat> I really love it, and um, I um, where do I begin with that? Answering that was such a good question. I mean, uh, to put it very simply, really simply, I stumbled onto uh, what is the backbone, I think, of what you're mentioning with my Instagram uh, stumbled onto it I just really wanted to help and be of service Mm -hmm. and 
when I had a day job <laughs> that was had a little bit of free time and moments in my day job. It was really uh, at that time three three or so years ago now almost four. Um, it was really like so obvious to me. Why not pull a card and mm-hmm. offer what I hear? Yeah, and that is the start of everything. That, mm-hmm. that really is. It was that like one day I was like, you know, I should just share with people what I'm hearing is going on. And if no one likes it, that's fine. If people like it, that's fine. And then it became something larger. And I decided to um, ask if people wanted to maybe learn from me. And I got a couple of bites and it just, it just grew very mm. exponentially. The the thing with here's the thing with me and it's got to feel really clean Mm -hmm. it has to feel like I actually have something to say otherwise I don't say anything Mm -hmm. that's the first thing is like I am you know working with a producer to do my online marketing she's a dream Mm -hmm. and amazing but she comes from the marketing world and she's been extremely generous with me because there are certain things I have to very gently and totally non-confrontationally just say, you know, I'd love to do that a different way mm-hmm. because I think if I say that, uh, my heart's not going to be in it. Or yeah. if I offer that, it will exhaust me and mm-hmm. I don't want to give people something that, you know, and it, there are times I don't write on my Instagram for two weeks. There are times I don't write for three days. There are times I don't write for longer or shorter or mm-hmm. I don't have anything to say. If I don't have anything to say, I don't say it. But the the thing that um, through, it, it's the backbone has always been tithing, mm-hmm. like giving away as much as I can. Yeah. And that's been scary because in total um, honesty with you, there have been times, and it still happens, where I look at, I happen upon someone's Instagram, and it's like almost word for word, like something that I've said, and um, there's no credit. Mm. And that was really devastating to me earlier in my career. Now it's, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just not a big deal anymore because everyone's learning some people really need to use certain things to help them find their way and if they're really on the path they'll they'll play around with what other people have mentioned and they'll find their own way always um so it's not a really big deal to me anymore but and also like the knowledge is universal anyway (laughs) so it's fine but like you know it's like um where I was going with that is that uh, it's been a difficult process in moments when I was so frightened as a younger entrepreneur about like getting left behind no one people like someone like taking all my work like I really had to work through that old paradigm Mm. Uh, but that's how I really look at my Instagram now the community that's come from that the business and the connections and the friends and you like everyone and it all of it all of it has come from just giving what I've got away Mm. and not trying to parlay it into something that's paid yeah which I think is beautiful that that people do that and this now with my um course is my first time Mm -hmm. trying out posts that end in and if you want to learn more, yeah. click here. <laughs> like that's my first, that's my first time, and um, that's a whole new world of being like, you know, just different things coming up. Like, yeah. oh, am I going to bother people? Is that, you know, is that okay? And yeah. it's so far, it's been fine. But yeah. um, the marketing for my course um, is all been presenting something that feels absolutely delicious and lovely to me mm. and that to me too I feel, yeah oh thank you and that I feel um is actually giving something away mm-hmm. um and like offering like an offering
offering a gift. And I like to do that as often as possible. Um, and it has been even more important to me because my one-on-one rates are extremely high. And mm-hmm. in order to remain in my integrity, that's, that's part of the birth of this podcast is mm-hmm. that I started to get so booked up and, um, the energetic exchange became such that the rates became what they became over the course of a few years. And I just thought like, this is bullshit. It's fine to charge this, but there's no, there is an imbalance Mm. because I'm not able to be on Instagram the way I was. There has to be something, a consistent offering. Otherwise I don't feel whole in this exchange anymore. Yeah. And, um, then the course like came came, Mm -hmm. and that was the best thing ever because I thought you know great like let this be so Mm -hmm. affordable so it's just like it it all comes from a place of joy and it also comes you know comes from a place of wanting to give away what I can and gift what I can and offer what I can if people resonates with them that's great if not that's great and the other thing I would say that maybe I've never really reflected on before this moment. Um, And I'm feeling a lot of feelings (laughs) upon sharing this with you. But when I was in my 20s and was uh, suffering deeply Mm -hmm. every day, all the time, was just in the throes of trauma and Mm -hmm. was trying to have a normal life. And... I would say probably the thing that saved my life was Tara Brock's podcast. Yeah. And if you don't, yeah. Like, and it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of her, of hours of Mm. her talking about everything. Yeah. From dissociation to trauma to mindfulness to, you know, and I've worked with her a couple different times and did a, did a week with her, was lucky enough to get to do a week with her, but I'd be dead without those, and mm. you were free. Yeah, and that's where I came from. Mm. Was I? There was nothing else like that for me. I didn't really resonate with um, healers or coaches at that time, and I didn't really resonate with yoga, and I still don't. <laughs> and I didn't really resonate with the, the, like teachings of certain teachers, but. I really did with the intersection of mindfulness and psychotherapy yeah. and spirituality. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just in my, that's that's a part of my root system is I know what it is to suffer and I know what it is to have nothing and mm-hmm. I know what it is to not even know what it is that you're looking for. So why not just share mm-hmm. everything that you can that could help yeah and that's my marketing strategy (laughs) I guess but that that that's what it is yeah it all came from I totally get the idea like I totally get it I feel you I'm I'm in this with you and Mm. here's what helped me yeah 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 Um, I can relate to that so much I feel that my healing journey also began with free stuff I was you know there was a long period like years in my life where I was just listening to all the free podcasts watching YouTube stuff getting my hands on books in libraries and then and then through that healing creating a situation in my life where I was able to earn some money and resources to kind of invest in the next step and do some training and it grew from there and I feel that we are so lucky to be able to have this technology at this time and age to share in a way that is so much easier than it has ever been I think that is such a gift yeah it is the greatest gift and I'm also so touched that your journey was the same it's been very powerful I think I think it really um yeah, it's interesting. Like it's it's I really do think when you're not looking for something, mm-hmm. the what we put out it just has a reach that's really just shocked me. My yeah. whole you know, since beginning this. And 
I agree with you on the lucky aspects. I, I, I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing without this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm cut out for the way it used to be done, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah, I, yeah, the way that I'm marketing my course is just, um, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. I'm trying to give away as much uh, material as possible for two reasons, both because it's nice mm-hmm. to talk about things and to offer a different way of looking at it. The tarot is a universal tool. It does not belong to me. Mm-hmm. And because um, I, if people are drawn to the course, I'd like them to actually know how I speak yeah. so that it's not, there are no unpleasant surprises mm-hmm. and no regrets. Yeah. You yeah. know, so... Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what the course actually is? Because I know, sure. and I feel like we've talked about it so much, and everyone is like, what, what is that mysterious what is course? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I teach, um, so to, like, a little bit of backstory, I feel like people don't really need the backstory, but I'll offer a little bit. Yeah. I teach kind of a, a, something that I call soul tarot, which mm-hmm. is essentially how to understand and intentionally utilize the tarot to um, befriend the wild soul path to come back into the body to you know everything that we've been talking about it's essentially tarot for the central nervous system and for the deep reclamation and homecoming of self and um you know it looks as tarot as looks at tarot as being tool for the present moment and at like every card is for you not to you every card is an invitation rather than a law um, there's a lot to it, but um, it's a really, uh, it's just something that developed out of my usage of it, and um, I am doing for the first time an online, an eight-week online course mm-hmm. about that, and um, it's totally available for anyone to do anywhere in the world. I've never, I've worked with people all over the world, but one-on-one, never in a group setting, never online. Um, it's uh, eight weeks in an immersion in the art of soul-centered tarot reading and it's the whole deck and really deep immersion into intuition and pulling and practice and there's a lot of really beautiful stuff with um there's a really beautiful workbook and just a really lovely opportunity for people to work with the moon phases um with their deck as well and it's my vision for it is a really cozy um, potent, um, digestible way to really expand someone's personal practice. Um, what it isn't is a a certification program Mm because I don't believe in them. Yeah. And (laughs) that's ballsy, but I, I don't just for myself. It's just a personal thing. I, I don't, um, there's no way for me to, I've gotten like a lot of feedback on that. There's no way for me to actually know how anyone is reading or if they've even done the courses. So yeah. no, it is yeah. not a certificate program. Um, people are able to, yeah, so it's not a certificate program. It's not for other people to teach necessarily if they want to or if it's, you know, part of their flow, they can step into a place where maybe they're offering their own version of it. And, mm-hmm. um it's not so so regimented that you have to keep time with everything and it's just really meant to be a deep um journey to anyone who's looking for some structured really soulful really nourishing um looks on how to expand their use of the tarot or learn about it because it really is for beginners or um people who have a lot of experience yeah yeah that's beautiful and (laughs) and kind of almost coming to an end which makes my heart bleed i don't know if that's an english expression i don't want want to i know i don't want to either but i also know people's attention span including mine is limited and actually i would love to have you on the podcast again one day that would be beautiful yeah. Me <laughs> yeah yeah of course let's make it happen yes I let's make it happen so you've been on my short list for quite some time you know oh <laughs> amazing yeah, yes 
Amazing, that's great. Um, so so with uh, with some bittersweetness coming to an end, can you tell us a little bit more about what you're offering apart from the course? I know that your um, Soul Tower readings are really beautiful as well. And then also let us know where people can find you. Absolutely. So I do a couple different things. Yeah, soul, absolutely, soul tarot readings, intuitive soul readings mm -hmm. um, are my hour-long offering. I can do them for people in person in Brooklyn or anywhere in the world. I do Skype and phone all the time. And um, I uh, people can book those or learn more about those on my website, lindsaymath.com. At this moment, I am booked until December, mm -hmm. but... We're working, you, you can book for then or you can go on a wait list if people would like to get in before. Um, that's pretty typical though, right now. Mm -hmm. That shit always changes. But yeah. yeah, there's that. I also do really, really, really deep, um, multi-week kind of intuitive coaching work, mm -hmm. which is actually something I've been doing for about eight years. Mm -hmm. But now blended with the tarot and that's um it's just called deep dive work and that's something that um you know again people can look at on my website see if it resonates for them and mm -hmm. we can talk about it um but yeah that's the way to work with me and um mm -hmm. how people can find me uh is either through my website lindsaymack.com again for the 900th time and mm -hmm. on my instagram which is wild soul healing yeah and i have a podcast called tarot for the wild soul mm -hmm. also the name of my course which they can just find wherever podcasts are and Perfect. um i guess i know that i'm coming to la twice in november so i'm yeah. if there are any la based people i'll be out there okay awesome and we'll put all of that in the show notes as well so if people get nervous about remembering that's totally cool just check the show notes it's going to be there as well Lindsay, I don't know what to say. Thank you so, so much. It's been incredibly beautiful. I mean, I knew that this was going to be the shit, but I didn't know the shit was going to be this deep. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm, and I'm so honored. Thank you so much. It's been a real joy, and I can't wait to speak to you again. Thank you so much. I feel the same way. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Bye.